Hi guys. Hi Sam. I have a Night Vale quote that I would like to share. Would love to hear it. Here at last. Here at last. Lord Almighty, we are here at last. We're here at last on the final floor of the Emerald Spire Super Dungeon. Yeah. What have you guys thought about the past 15 floors? Wow, that's I, a good question. They've been an interesting mix, that's for sure. It, it, it I, is. I've, I've been enjoying it, but it feels like the plot kind of ended last, last floor. Yeah, I do wonder what... I'm, like, I'm trying, yeah, trying to figure out what's what this is going to be, because like it all kind of led up to Nerathamon. And we're a bit postscripty. Yeah, which is always fun. Yeah, that's I'm... how I feel too. That floors fifteen and six are kind of like the and then what? It's a post game. Yeah, you're in the post game. It's like when you beat the Elite Four in Pokemon Red, and then you go, yeah. oh, go to Cerulean Cave. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. cool. It just is like except oh, instead of what's Cerulean Cave, be? it's Emerald Cave. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I found the Proteans and the Inevitables absolutely amazing, and I would oh, have a, loved to go after them, <laughs> but we did. <laughs> I had it all plotted out exactly what to do once once I but then I'm like ah fine we won't <laughs> I really like the Proteans and, and the inevitable thing the concept of that I thought was just brilliant I was surprised yeah. we just got a role play through the floor honestly that was refreshing and somewhat terrifying because like at this level just game's kind of rocket taggy yeah it makes you wonder what this next level is because if yeah. that last level with serious creatures like Proteans and Inevitables was was roleplay, and this is the final. Makes you wonder what the hell we're gonna face as the final boss because it wasn't Nerathamon. Yeah, it all did lead up to Nerathamon. Like peeling back the curtain, every floor is just like this person is here because they are avoiding Nerathamon. Nerathamon set up this floor as a pleasure chamber. Everything was just like Nerathamon broke in like twelve thousand years ago and just kind of set up shop. Yeah. Which sounds to me like it was a brilliant setup for a, this isn't the real villain. You always thought it was the real villain, but here's the bad guy. He certainly was the real villain, at least. I kind of hate it when it's like, no, that wasn't actually the real guy. And it's like, then why did we spend... There is at least, like, the continuance of, like, well, what Nerathamon didn't make the spider, so what yeah. did it? I, I agree, it, Alex. I hate like when it's like the man behind the man behind the man behind the man. Like or sometimes what did, what did, it's okay, but how did Matthew describe it? The onion of evil. <laughs> evil Incorporated can is a good trope for a reason. Like, but you have to know that you're fighting through Evil Incorporated and not just like it's just some guys. The person you're told is like the CEO. It's like, oh, this is the CEO of the Evil Incorporated. Once we beat him, it's all over. It's like, ha ha ha! No, you have to kill the board too. And it's like, wait, what? And then in Giant Slayer again. It, had its problems, but it was consistent in that, like, this cool. is a training facility that right. feeds into an upper division training facility, into an upper division training facility, into stationed at the leader's personal facility. Yep. yep. Like, it was consistent. It never said, this is the final boss. It said, this is the next problem. Yeah. And, like, you find it's like, yeah, he is a feeder camp to the next training camp. Like, this is where the recruits go. And then they go to the board boots camp and then boot camp goes to elite training like navy seal training and then they go to they go out into the you know do expeditions and crime yeah well 
the point being, I am excited to see what the hell we have in, in store for us. And mm. I will say that some of the floors, like the water level, terrified me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything with water combat is terrible. Oh, my God. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's great. It's very chunky. Very, but it's just, oh, so hard. So hard. It's always a curveball. I'm going to be running some Skull and Shackles things soon. Well, not soon. Oh, it's it's a long setup. So probably won't I mean, when this episode comes out, it probably already started. That's yeah, true. yeah, that's true, actually. The, the podcast will probably have started by then. But the one thing I, I'm worried about in doing a podcast of Skull and Shackles is players have to understand water combat rules, and water combat is so, so problematic. I think it'll be easier in a game like Skulls and Shackles where water combat is kind of... Routine. Like, it's, it's expected, and it's yeah. something you'll do enough times that you can afford to put resources into it. Yeah, Skulls and Shackles, the ruins of Aslan, it's like, you're on the water. You're surrounded by water. Prepare for fighting in water. It right. sucks so much here because we had no way to... We, we never expected a water thing, That's so we true. didn't have any... Were it not for the fact that your primary it. melee has a piercing weapon, I think oh, the water so floor would have been an absolute hell. Yeah. I yeah. just worry, I guess, because players need to read the, all those rules. And sometimes I'm not going to read Player's Guide. Like, no, this this one you have to read. <laughs> you have to read the Absolute. Player's Guide. Always read the Player's Guide. You should bring oh, it's it great. to the table to play an AP. Like, yeah. well, I mean, you, you, refer you want to those frequently. campaign traits anyways. Well, <laughs> that's what people do. Those, they'll skip to campaign traits, but not read all the other rules uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. You have you to read the whole Player's Guide. I Always read the whole Player's Guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's there for you. It is there for a reason. When I started carrying crown during this podcast, and even this podcast at all, is like I wish there was a player's guide to give you guys to let you know what to do. Uh, so I just said, hey, nice. here's yeah. the most recurring kind of enemy. Yeah. Think about it. Construct? Construct. Construct. Yeah, knowing that there were so many constructs would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. You did. Yeah. David Cop was specifically going to do favorite enemy construct. Yeah. Retha, I dropped adamantine weapons. Maldrick was supposed to have picked up an adamantine arm much earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah Gallimbane clasps and stuff helped too for. Yeah. Very few bullets guys. for all the constructs. There weren't a lot of golems, but there were a lot of constructs, yeah. But golems are just worse. So, what was everybody's. No, we've talked about favorite episodes, about favorite, but yeah. what is everybody's single favorite combat that they were, you know, just, just curious. I personally, I love the Narath mod, just Declan yeah. T posting it. Yeah. I, it was great. I know it's the most, one of the most recent, but just Jotembe's ire, motherfucker. I love caster versus caster fights, and we haven't had a ton of them. I am just so amused that he tried, he, I forget whether it was him or an elective hour or host actually tried to feeble mind Retha like dude that would have done host. nothing it was host <laughs> that would have done jack shit <laughs> would have been think... annoying in the future though. I wouldn't have I been think... able to smite him I guess but I think one of my favorites is from one of the fairly earlier episodes since we're way at the end now with the dude with the mutagens and su- such oh, and... oh yeah. the vivisectionist on floor three people were dropping like flies and it was, that was one just being Ray and Gareth, uh, Gareth left, uh, 
to, to try to yeah, and, and alive. And that's where he, Declan got poisoned by the uh, Numerian fluid and gained the extra level. That's yeah. right. Yep. I just think it Floor was an excellent was combat. I think that was a, and people were, as I said, they were dropping like flies and and it was just Ray and, and Gareth in the end were all thinking, is this going to be a TPK? And Gareth's giving them a bit of luck and Ray shooting Ooh. this stuff and Oh, and that's great that's where I also chained like eight twenties in a row on those yeah, those. Level- with Tarkash was also really good. I was very oh, proud yeah, of how I rebuilt him. He was a <laughs> shitty wizard in the we, as written. I mean, we got Pigeon Ray out of it. Pigeon Ray. We got Pigeon yeah, Ray. Pigeon that Ray. That's pretty good. Let me find it again. Clockwork Maze. Here it is. So you were level five at that point. Clarkosh yeah. was a he was a level seven wizard in as written, okay. and I bumped him up to eleven. <laughs> yeah, that's a big bump. It is a big bump, but like, he's one, you guys he's won. There were six of us at that point. Yeah, he's and, one guy with a CR4 creep and that Retha shredded easily. Yeah, and, and also one trap. Like, he wasn't there very long before he dimension doored out or teleported Yeah, he out. was also a wizard in an enclosed space. So like, yeah. everything was stacked against him. The other one Who's I really it? liked was the one with the two-headed snake wizard and oh that was fun as much as we complain about the bullman floor there were a lot of good fights it was on a there. fun floor it, it was a ton of fun the silence and the, all that i mean there was just so much interesting strategy the way he also not just the tunnels but like he was like i'm going to use templates yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of templates. It was built like. <laughs> it was built by the game design head game designer of Paizo for a reason. It Shire. was terrifying, and I loved it. That was a yeah. great floor. I was thinking the worm pit fight. Was oh, cool. the worm pit was great. Yeah. Isaiah chasing that caster like. The litanies. Cast the litanies going, and that was probably when I cast the most spells in a single combat. The people it's, I think pit. it's when you cast any spell that wasn't see invisibility. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, what did Isaiah need? See invisibility, chain, drag them down, step on their throat with a spiked boot. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. Violence. That was, no, you don't actually get a cast defensively. Get I just have to run away. I, I loved it because I just got dimensional hopped in and pulled Ray out of the pit. and Just so many interesting things like that. There were so many... Mm-hmm. Neat little, and that's the, those mobile fight, right? Which is not very common in Pathfinder First Edition. That's what I love. I love those sort of things, those uncommon fights. This spire was a chaotic mishmash of a ton of different dungeons, yeah. but the variety. I love variety. I think variety is necessary for an AP or an adventure to be good. Yeah, sure. But not so varied that like you can't build for anything. Yeah, there were right. themes, and then there were variations on the theme, and it, yeah. I think it worked out pretty well. It was like a music piece. Like, there were movements, but they returned to a central theme after a point. Like, the automatons were always there. Yeah. Or, like, there was specifically some sort of fucking insane wizard causing problems on purpose. You know, wizard stuff. Just wizard things. But I have one further question for you guys. What's everybody drinking? I have red wine. Red wine? What, what kind of red? I... Don't have the bottle on me. Well, vamp, well, vamp, well, vamp. Alex, what do you have? I have a peanut butter cup made with the um, bourbon cream, the uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey, and a um, creme de coke. Ooh, that sounds good as hell. Yeah, nice and sweet to start off, I guess. I don't know. All right, did we vamp enough? Ian, what you got? It is a Puglia. It's a, a bottle that I got from my parents' house when they were. And they're part of a wine of the month thing. Oh. Last time I went in, it's very nice. Okay. 
Wine of the Month clubs are fun. I considered doing a Whiskey of the Month club, and I went, I don't spend that much on whiskey on a regular. No, I, I don't either. But I, I don't, don't drink enough anymore. Oh, no, not at all. I think I took two bottles of wine when I visited for Christmas. <laughs> I still have them. Megan, what do you have? I have milk. And oh, also yeah. cotton candy. So Megan wins well, the drink. Yeah. The drinks. <laughs> By the way, I didn't, like, didn't tell you guys, but I've been grading and scoring your guys' drink choices the entire adventure. And at the end of and the epilogue, I'm gonna reveal who won the best drink selection. Oh man! Like best like cumulative points or like high. yeah, it's best cumulative points. Best drink overall. I'll tell you this: Matthew was in the negatives because every single drink sounds like it should kill him. <laughs> I decided to go for a brunch vibe today. Ooh, Ooh, love a brunch vibe. I I made a drink I actually forgot I hated until I made it and took a first sip. <laughs> Bloody Mary. I made a Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Uh, yeah, those suck, don't they? Yeah, but it gives me an excuse to eat green olives, so. <laughs> no one else does. Martinis. But I don't like vodka or gin. I, I How do you not like vodka? Mary. It doesn't taste like anything. I like flavor. Add more vermouth. I mean, yeah. The... Oh, no, well, I mean, I had to get new vermouth. My vermouth expired. It does suck. I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of pro Bloody Mary, personally. Oh, really? I mean, they're a fine oh, drink. I just don't it like just, I, juice, mostly, so... Spicy we Bloody bought, Marys are great. We bought V8, so I am, I'm drinking V8 again to make oh, sure okay. I get all of my vegetables in. Yeah. I've been eating, because I've been realizing I have not been eating a properly balanced diet for a while. Just not enough fruits and veggies in my diet, even though I eat full servings every day. So, you know, a nice full can of V8 a day. Yeah. And that's, it's hard because V8 isn't ideal for a Bloody Mary. It's better than just plain tomato juice. Oh, sure. But like if you can actually get like a Bloody Mary mix, it's a lot better. Well, I was lazy today. This is just vodka and V8. Normally, I make my own sure. Bloody Mary stuff from scratch. Yeah, like, like I'll do the Worcestershire, or the salt and everything. Yeah, I didn't doctor it at all. I was just like, I had like three minutes to scramble because Hopper decided he wanted to sleep under my deck again. Oh. And I had to get him to come out by whistling at him because he responds to whistling for some reason. Yeah. And also, he's taken up pooping on the deck, and he should not be pooping on the poop deck. No pooping on the poop deck. I am drinking water with a twist. The twist being I carbonated it, and then I added ca new caffeine to it. About double the dose of Mountain Dew. Why would I rate that as <laughs> positive? So you caffeinated club soda? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, soda streams are great for that. Soda streams it's like are White Claw, but worse, because you don't even get alcohol. That's a LaCroix. You made a LaCroix. <laughs> No, LaCroix doesn't have caffeine. You made a caffeinated LaCroix. No, I didn't add. You have somehow made something with less flavor than the flavor. That's right. It's not about flavor. It's about, I need caffeine. Caffeine intake. But you can put new caffeine in something that tastes good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've got portable. You could enjoy life. Well, actually, I take that back. Matthew is enjoying life the most out of anyone on this show. I do yeah, enjoy my life. <laughs> Matthews also has a 15-year head start on the on the next one of us, though. This is too. true. Yeah, he, uh, it's enough that he should know better. <laughs> yeah, Matthew got adulthood in the 90s. That's right. I did. He got to be living in the era where a burrito at Taco Bell cost 69 cents. It's true. Sounds nice. But who'd go to Taco Bell? <laughs> Sorry. Drunks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How, also, before we start floor 16, I have some slight housekeeping to take care of. Namely, about your buffs. Because you did explore an entire floor, and that did take about an hour and a half. <laughs> Absolutely. So any buff that lasted less than 90 minutes, which should not be any of them, 
Land of mine. Yeah, mine are all 10 minutes a level. Yeah, so 10 Yours minutes a level, you're extended, or more. So it's 20 minutes a level. So we're still good yeah. for another yeah, we could have almost much everything two hours. Yeah, you should be good. I just wanted to, one, do some housekeeping on that. And two, there are no stairs down. You either have either fall, fly down, or take the spire. Because you walk down stairs. We have a token. Yes, I believe I've mentioned it at the end of the episode, but the, the key is a level 16 token. Ah. Oh, right. It's got root inscribed on it in Atlantic. I mean... Also, Declan, I think I didn't mention this fact. On one side, it's scribed in as It's actually not scribed in Atlantic. It's scribed in Terran. Oh, interesting. Ooh, I know that one. So if there are any other things you want to buff up, prepare for, anything like that, this is the JRPG. Once you go past, there is no return. So when we come back to the save file, it's right here so we can keep playing. Is that the... Mm. Yeah, then then we do a speed run of the Emerald Spire. That's extra life, by the way. We're just speed running the spire. Speed run oh it. wow! That yeah, I mean, it's not like the plot had any effect on the game. That would be. Cool. That's not true. It actually, skips. it's. Yeah, there is. You get spire token. You just skip straight to four thirteen. Yeah, but do you get and die levels? That's yeah, like that's the problem. Yeah, no, grind. I know. I'm just, there's no yeah, there's no grind game in this one. It's just charge a i did actually have a, a thought for a fun epilogue post game thing of you guys take your level 13 builds you start at floor one and have to make your way back down to 16 like boss rush style you don't get uh resting or saving between floors you just have to go 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 just iron man it yeah get a good chunk of it down with just strike teleport do we still accrue xp do we level up ever i haven't thought about that but yeah i think you think you would level up after certain points for sure probably like by level eight you'd get a level i'd have to actually like count the xp on it but yeah. it'd be a lot because what do you need to get from level 13 to 14 some odd million yeah i don't yeah, know under xp tables i don't either because i play milestone because you only play I mean, No, I did homebrew on. for a while. I did an entire Legend of Zelda homebrew adventure. Oh my god, I would need to play in that. It was the plot of Breath of the Wild, except it was a whole party. That sounds fun. It was oh. fun. We got to level, ironically, we got to level 13. Uh. Uh, it was great because Zelda's a low, low magic world. I got to make full use of ABP and like the weird niche items. The hardest part was honestly figuring out what the Master Sword equivalent for each person is. So, like, the Paladin got a Holy Avenger, obviously. Yeah. The Goron got a Hammer of Thunderbolts. Cool. I gave the... But the favorite was one of the players was a Minish, who was in a Summoner. It was a Synthesis. It was like a Synthesis... I think it was a Synthesis Summoner, or some something similar, where they rode in their Eidolon, which was shaped like a Guardian. Oh, that's oh. fun. Yeah. All right. And then I was very cruel to my best friend. I gave him a Goron Shaman. It was basically said, what if I made Forebear's build functional? Okay, so you need 445,000 experience on the medium track to go from 13 to 14. Uh, thank you. I was trying to find it. So yeah, I think maybe after five floors, which I would count whenever, if you XP level up, I would count that as a checkpoint where you could like reset because you gain new abilities and stuff. But we're not there yet. We're on the bottom floor. How are you guys yeah. getting down? I mean, I think we take the token. I still, for me, otherwise, oh, I still have my airwalk going, so I was like, I don't know. Yeah, some of us could be okay. Otherwise, I could get fifth level. Yeah, the reason I brought this I up mean, also is because Maldra casts fly, and that's minutes a level. So Maldra couldn't fly down. Do we know how far down it is, roughly? You don't. Okay. I mean, like, I can turn us all into something flying. Four of us into something that flies, because we can fly down. And I can airwalk. Yeah. I know how to lighten myself but that don't if it, if we don't know how deep it is that could be risky 
it, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I can turn us all into, like, harpies, and then we'll all have 80 feet of flight and can just... Someone can ride yeah, my griffin. Be okay. We also have a griffin, yeah. Can you turn us all into harpies with one spell, or would it have to take a... I would be multiple of the same, but... Then I we mean, could I... use the griffin for one, the harpies for another. And Gareth can Gareth airwalk. Gareth can just walk. And Maltrick is know. still hovering there, right? No, uh, oh. fly is a minutes per level minutes per, per level. level spell, so it would have expired by now. Half, the back half, but yeah, he casts it in the front half because he also did the exploration, doing the hide and seek stuff yeah, for the treasures. Yeah, so that would have taken at least ten out of the twelve minutes. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 because you did spend time exploring and walking and stuff. Because like all Ed things, maps are an abstraction. Mm -hmm. So Declan is spending four spells to turn everyone into harpies, mm -hmm. or no, you're writing a griffin down. You said. Someone Some can, people are ready. A couple can ride to a griffin down, probably. I need three spells then. We got one griffin. Gareth can just fly. Airwalk, but yes. Airwalk. Maldrick could probably fly too. I, I don't know what his spells I could is, cast yeah. fly. Otherwise, Featherfall do does main, last but... minutes or runs per level. Yeah, falling but you're 60. falling much 60 feet around instead of like 160. Yeah. Level moving or one not <sighs> flying. Or we just running. take the token. Yeah, but I, I don't know where we'd end up. We don't know where we end up at the bottom of the shaft. But we can see it coming from above. He's got a point there. It's pretty dark. Yeah, we, we have dark vision. Everyone here can see in the dark. <laughs> I, it's too far down to see. That's what I mean. I mean, like, when we get in close, we'll be able to see it yeah. instead of just showing up. Let's you just can... spend the spells, and we'll, we'll come down, and we'll be able to see what we get into. Okay, okay. All right. So, lady and gentlemen, well, ladies and gentlemen, tell those a woman, I will now welcome you all to floor 16, the Emerald Root, by everyone's favorite game designer, James Jacobs. I do kind of want to see art of the whole party flying into darkness. <laughs> I, I like that. Is Declan casting a magic missile to attack the darkness? Absolutely, yeah, just constantly. And as you start descending, <laughs> and your dark vision allows you to see the floor about 60 feet up, you see everyone's favorite creature. It's these guys. Does anyone recognize these guys? Yeah. No. Hey, guns. It is the one creature that is quite possibly the most frequent enemy in an AP. I love guns. Goblins? Everyone loves a gug. Yeah, oh. Why don't you, for formality's sake, roll a knowledge check on the gug, Declan? <laughs> uh, anyone with dungeoneering can roll on the gug. Yeah. I do not have that. You should. No, I'm That's good. Important. That's actually the one I invested in. Or one of the ones I invested in. Well, yeah, I mean, these things are um, found in Numeria, so Pelta's probably encountered these. Uh, 55. Uh, that's a natural 65. one for 37. Or 38. That's natural, enough. A natural 20 for a 65. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, 55. Oh. 55. That's, I, I, that's I, still I put, comical. <laughs> I would beat you if I had rolled a 22, but that's, I rolled a 1. Declan, are you factoring in your tears to wine with that? I am. I okay. Am. Okay, so you got a, a 55, 57 with Pelta's assist. Oh, yeah. Sure. So give me a second. That's one, two, three. Hold on. I briefly 20, dated a guy. 30, Subtract 20, and divide, please. Eight facts about the gun. Come on, ecology. Gotta be ecology. <laughs> ecology. They are found underground. Interesting. They eat shit. They are 16, traditionally 16 feet tall and weigh nearly 2,000 pounds, but they move with an eerie, unnatural gait as though their limbs contained far too many joints. I mean, just, I don't know, seven more cool things. 
we'll probably get all the important There stuff are variants that have psychic powers given to them by creatures beyond the stars. Exactly. Stuff like but that's that. incredibly rare. I don't know if I actually have enough weird stuff to give you. So why don't they give you some weird stuff? We like the weird stuff. These are not normal gugs. Looking at them. They're they seem rare. a bit more well put together, as though they are templated. Gugs are immune to disease and poison. They are known for having rending claws. And the weirdest thing they have is their compression ability, where like oh. an ooze, they can just squeeze into places. It can move through an area as small as one quarter its space without squeezing, or one eighth its space when squeezing. So a large gug, as they traditionally are, can squeeze right into a space that's sized for a tiny creature. Yeah, they're like octopuses. Yeah, they're like fucked up octopuses with giant xenomorph jaws. Yeah. Declan, you all read a lot. You <laughs> recognize that these seem advanced beyond standard gugs. Okay. They're physically large, like more imposing, nastier looking, you know, the, the usual stuff. Yeah. And as you land, they start closing in. So let's have everyone roll for initiative. As I once again lament the fact that the mass initiative map function no longer works. How long did it take us to fly down? It took you, let me see how, it actually does say how far it is um, between the ending. Give me a second. It is 1400 feet deep. So a quarter, roughly a quarter mile. So how fast does your thing fly? Um, 80 feet per, 80 foot fly speed. So 240 feet at a run. We'd get there in under a minute. Okay. I think you fall faster even. Maybe, yeah. but like it, it wouldn't make a huge difference. You can fast fall to oh, double yeah. your it's flight speed, less than I think. A minute, yeah. I mean, yeah. double your flight speed is slower than a four times run. Also but true. Like, no, you double your fly speed and then run. You can do the run. Uh, yeah. Like you descend you down and get Yeah. So we'd get there in like 30 seconds. <laughs> we have to yeah. pull out of that run so that we don't die. But so you know. I, that was anyone can be a harpy that wants to be. That's true. Yeah, this is, you fly down to hit terminal velocity and then half of your flight down is just gliding to break your descent and not yeah. crash face first into the ground. Mm -hmm. So anyone who wants to has, I think it's just a, I wasn't going to spend any extra resources, so it's just plus twos to strength. They're still medium creatures. Uh, yeah, they're still, they're large creatures. Oh, harpies are harpies still medium? Harpies are medium, yeah. Okay, okay. That's a pretty yeah. mediocre initiative roll there, Declan. I rolled separate. Oh, oh, that's a significantly better initiative roll. Yeah, I rolled a 17 instead of a five. <laughs> so. so why don't you fucking use magic to just wipe out my gugs in one go? I'm gonna, <laughs> that was a lot of researches to get down here. That seems like... I am gonna throw fireballs at them, though. I do will say, I do enjoy that you're like, I'm gonna use all these resources instead of the free magical transport. Yeah, because we don't know where that goes. <laughs> well, now you do. It goes here. Oh. Now we are all flying. Now. Fireballing. Okay. Yeah. Reflex saves. Let's... Uh, yeah, this will be the quicken... Alright, what's my save? It is 23. Ooh, That's not funny. gonna do great. One. Fail. Fail, fail, fail. Pass exact. So the one in the back passes. They take 33 fire, 16 halved. Yep. And the rest of them take 30. Standard action, I'm gonna hit them with an obsidian flow. Just a bit. An obsidian flow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kill them up a little bit, hopefully. So another reflex save from them all. Ah, beans. Okay. 
Is it still 23? No, 25. Okay, well, the first yeah. guy got a 27, so he's fine. Fail. Pass. Pass. Fail. No. I need oh, my Emerald see. Spire dice to roll more than 17 and 2. Alright, and what'd you slam them with? 86. And then the ones that failed are entangled. 26, fire. It's difficult terrain, and everyone that's failed is entangled in the obsidian. I'm gonna just make some notes, some uh, tokens on that for me, because I have to toggle the entangled penalty on and off due to how they're all coming off the same sheet. Entangled creatures can... You can do a move action, strength check, or escape artist to try and break free. Yeah. Clear the condition. Okay. Alright, they are marked. Is anything else you do with swift moves? This is a fireball. I'm staying hovering. Okay. So I guess. Gareth. Yeah, yeah. You gonna do the thing we talked no, about? No, no, I'm gonna say, I don't wait to say, but I'm, I'm gonna wait. I, I got nothing to do right now. I'm gonna just delay because I don't want to waste a bunch of resources at the very beginning of this level <laughs> to or things that I, I'm not worried about. <laughs> you know? Declan already has seriously hurt them, so I'll just delay. All right, and that leaves it Retha, who can five foot step and stab a guy. From the air. I'm not gonna have a gug after this. Oh, and because of reach rules, you, if you kill this one, the blue one, you can kill the red one too. You can reach it. Yep. Fortunately, you're not pouncing or hasted, so I get to survive another day for my own mental health. They all get to survive another day, rather. Just like one day, roll 20 will work with Megan. Someday. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. All right, we got the first three attacks. They all hit because they're flat-footed. Okay, let me do some math. They are not immune to yes, acid. I did so... make this spear also toxic. Good. It does take all the hits, but you do drop that first gun. All right. But he was entangled anyway, so you definitely hit him. He's gonna pick a big fat next. So now he is face down, entangled in the obsidian and boiling. It smells awful in here. It's the smell of overcooked like, hide. Yeah, something that we're all probably pretty used to at this point. Yeah. Like, have you ever, for the listeners, if you've ever, like, taken a raw hide treat from a dog after they've been chewing on in this wet and gross and then baked it to dry it out? I have done that. I do the ones for my parents' dog because it was starting to fracture from how yeah. soft he got it, and he was yeah. going to start biting pieces off and choking on it, so I had to take it from him and dry it out. It smells horrendous. It's like, it's like wet dog smell, but worse. Yeah. Worse than the troglodytes or no? Uh, no, that's why you guys are fine. It smells better than the trogs. It's not mechanically bad smelling. It's not mechanical smell, it's flavor smell. They had mechanical smell. This gug in the back is gonna spend his action trying to break out. It's just a move action to try and break out. It's so a strength check, you said, right? Yeah, against the same PC. 28. Yep, he cracks Alright, and now that was the only one that was still entangled because Retha killed the other guy. So I don't have to deal with entangled anymore. However, it's not Pelta's turn. You can swift action pal. I can. I can give everybody their song. Yeah, Great! Uh, ten feet. It is. It is. Because I shortened the map. Or lengthened the map. They're still very close, but... Here's my thought. You're also in the air. Oh yeah, you're in the air too, so like you can charge. Oh yeah, because you... Or, well, did you stand there? Because I... Yeah. Because I told... Like, I let, let you guys land if you wanted to. I figured as we, like, saw something there, we just... Wait, do I have my sights or do just carpet claws? You have, you have your sights, though. They are monstrous humanoids. You just have, you have arms, you have two talent attacks. Okay, 
And you have your claws because you have secondary attacks. Yeah, those are the talents. Yeah. Oh. No, no, the claws granted by the. Um, I don't know if you can use claws, I don't think I can. your scythe, and talents. That's a great being question. A weapon. Right. So, what? I just figured that my spear was going to be better than trying to attack yeah. yeah, especially because it couldn't be reached. These are also these are freaks that get their weight. All right, yeah, go, 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 gadget scythe attack. Let's get this scythe out. We're not hasted, right? None, not yet. Thirty-eight to thirty-seven to hit. For... You do want to make the secondary claw attacks. Yeah, oh so yeah. Balance. They're just d sixes. You can kick. Three d sixes. Yeah, d six secondary natural weapons. Harpies are so cool. Okay. Oh, and there's probably a better flying creature than that was just the first one that came to mind. So that's a total of 39 and 30. No, does that include the uh, plus two from uh, Furious? Yes. Okay. Okay, the harpy attacks are really bad, so don't, need, don't worry about it. Yeah, you just kind of scratch at him and it misses mainly. All right, Gug. Gug, Gug, Gug. All right, this guy is gonna uh, move up and take a swing at Delta. Gonna take his bite attack. Miss with a 22. Next, Gug's gonna make a full round attack on Pelta. I will be definitely using my macros for this because he has four claw attacks. So first is the bite. Natural 20 on the bite. Does not confirm with a 26. However, that is still going to be a D8 plus a power attack's not on these guys. Who's supposed to have power attack on? I would have power attacked. I thought the macro was on. It's still a natural 20. It still misses the confirmation roll. But let's let's fix that power attack, shall we, gentlemen? But I want to. It's only six extra damage for a total of 22. It's not too bad. And now for the four claw attacks. All right, here we go. The highest hit was a, the only one. What's your seat? One will hit with a 35, I think. I got 23, 19, 29, 35. Does the 29 hit? No. Okay, good. Or good for you, because it means you don't get rendered. Like, the 35 For 19 damage. Wait, 35 missed? Yeah. Fuck, oh, you're all high in the high 30s, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, next Gug's turn's gonna charge at Retha. Natural one's on the bite. Which Gug is charging Retha? The green Gug. He doesn't have 10 feet to charge. Or no, he's stepping over his Retha. Yeah, he's stepping on a body. Declan, you're back up. You gotta do right. stuff? I think we're fine. Alright, Gareth, you're delaying as well. No reason um, to do anything. Just do anything. These guys yeah. got it. Right. Yeah. Retha. Stab more Gug. Stab more Gug. Gug 1 dies immediately, I think. Let me put that math actually in and make sure, but I'm pretty sure you just one-shot the green Gug. With the credit card. Minus 38. Oh no, he's still alive. But barely. The next attack does kill him for good. The, and wait, sadly, the last two attacks do. Not it confirms. Okay. It just did not take him out. You only said the 38, and I was like, there's 59 more damage there. Oh, I mumbled the 59 as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, you took him the negative 20. I mean, could Retha five foot step? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Retha. Well, no, Retha can still attack red because uh, the reach weapons don't yeah, follow the movement the rule. Right. Yeah, so Retha can stay there. Pelta, you're up. Yeah, Pelta will swing into that guy. The sight and the happy 
All right, so the first side swing does hit and drops it. Oh, okay. And all that's left is the one in the back who is going to, once again, mainly charge at uh, the frontliners while screaming. Just screaming. He's not saying anything. He's just screaming. There are no words left to say. He just... He's going to miss with a 26. Cleanup will now occur. Retha. I assume the casters simply decide to do nothing except land, maybe. Yeah, nothing to do. I mean, why waste resources? Yeah, exactly. Getting a vote. Just gently boop this gun. Uh, yeah, you gently boop this gug. To death. To death. To death. You, uh, you killing him to death. So that's minus 36, minus 32, and then minus 63. Because you crit. You have killed my gugs. There was just literally a stack of three Gug corpses that all tried to hit Pelta and Retha just murdered them. And now that there is not a combat threat, why don't I describe this area? Unsettling green radiance shines from the immense crystal near the center of this cavern. The crystal's arms penetrate the stone walls of the cave to the north, east, and west. You can't really see that, but actually you could have seen that on your descent. There were five branches of the spire in, in the bottom. Kind of like a tree root. To the south, they form a natural bridge over a small chasm to a pinnacle of rock. You can't see that, but you should be able to. So why don't I go ahead and reveal this whole area? Because I can. That's what you can see. Because you would have seen that on your descent down. Uh, it's a big fucking root. At the heart of these branching arms, the emerald spire extends upward through a hole in the vaulted ceiling. A black stone door carved with an eye-shaped rune sits in the wall to the southwest over here. It's actually north is base up, so this makes life easier for everybody. Uh, the cave to the northeast, where you guys are currently, the cave wall is interrupted by the surface of what appears to be an enormous stone sphere. Ooh. It is particularly smooth. This a very large orb Yeah. <laughs> Where do you wish to go? Do you want to check out that door with the room first? We're right by this. We are right by this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. Um, you you would need to brute force your way in. There is no anywhere for egress or ingress. I'm going to detect magic. Yeah. Same. No magic. Interesting. All right. Maybe we save the orb from conquering later. And uh... yes. It looked like a. Could we roll anything on the exterior? Yeah, roll me engineering, because this is matters of construction. Forty-five. Yeah, you guys are you guys are feeling this over. You guys do come to the conclusion that this wall is too perfect to have been done by natural masonry, so this was done clearly with magic, like stone shape, which means you do both have the vague, rough estimates of how much work it would take to break through it, which is hardness eight. 540 hit points, or a break DC of 50. Okay, I mean, that wouldn't be... It'll take a little bit of time with Breath of Spear, but... Yeah, it wouldn't take more than, like, a couple minutes. But I'm fine looking at somewhere else if we don't want to immediately break stuff when we get down here. I don't... I'd rather learn more about that before we try to crack it. I agree. Exactly. There's no, like, writing on it or anything. It's just nope. a place. It's just We might be able to find smooth. more about it somewhere else in this floor, though. Right. I mean, if there's... People were fighting over it. There might be people who were studying it as well. Oh, sure. So there was the door. There's a door with an eye rune on the southwest. Oh, please. 
go quite high. Yeah, we, we can just fly over them, but we will need Sam to move us over them. The, the roots are walls. Oh, there's the walls are still applying, yeah. Okay. They're not supposed to, but yeah, I'll move you guys real fast. So the which one? Uh, I room. I Okay, let's all group up. Yeah. Oh, what? You don't go want to go explore mysterious lava island? We'll get there. All right. You're at the door. It is locked? Not locked? Let's find out. It's an adamantium spear. It won't be locked. It is not locked. None of these doors are locked. Lucky day for you, door. <laughs> you can keep me indoors. You can lock, unlock the door. Day you, door. That was amazing. <laughs> Just because I can. As whoever opens the door, I'm gonna channel uh, into my star knife gray point. Okay. Why not? And there's things here. I love things. The hell is that? There we go. It was awesome. It's a thing. Oh, it is a weird thing. It kind of looks friendly, but I know better than that. I know what those are. So let me describe this room real fast. A long stone counter runs along the edges of this L-shaped room. Its surface cluttered with strange tools, alchemical devices, urns of bubbling liquid and shuddering clots of flesh. Three pedestals to the south support strange small grounds of green glowing crystals. Interesting. What are these creatures is the question. And what do they look like? For they look like... Yeah, why don't you guys describe what these fucking things look like? It looks like a wings. slug with wings. Winged squid slug thing. Yeah, yeah. that's winged squid eyes slug. On like antenna and tentacles. Oh, yeah, arms like a, a snail eyes. And a of tentacles and wings on the back out of some membrane. One might describe these as things, indeed. Uh, if anyone has. Pelta actually would have probably know these things quite well if she wants to give me an knowledge dungeoneering. And Declan probably does too, because he's I, been yeah. in the area a long time. Well, they show up in a whole lot of places. Oh, let's say these elder things do show up in a lot of places. 42. These are elder things, and Pelta, as you know, the, you look at them and go, they've got alchemical equipment. They might be alchemists. Right. Let's use the official description of elder things. This strange creature has a star-shaped head and numerous writhing appendages arranged radially around its barrel-shaped body. It does not look star-shaped, but okay. It does not. It's more it's hammerhead sharp. Top. Maybe from the head, maybe from the top down. Oh, uh, yeah. Look at the protrusions on the uh, back side of it. Right, it's absolutely yeah. the top down description. But yeah, they look more hammerhead sharky to me. I like my first thought upon seeing that was like the slug where they have the little eye stalks. Yeah. They're also all holding dart guns. And when I say dart guns, I don't mean like blow dart, like tubes for blowing darts. I mean, they have guns and you can see load darts loaded in them. That's great. You guys get a lot of facts about the elder thing. What do you want to know about elder things? You get six facts about the elder thing. You just want me to give you some weird stuff? Some yeah. Stuff. All right. So they have constrict. They have all around vision, so they can't be flanked. They're immune to cold and resist fire. And then they're fun special qualities. Amphibious hibernation, limited star flight, and no breath. An elder thing can survive in the void of outer space, and its wings allow it to use its fly speed in that environment despite the lack of air. Unlike creatures with full star flight, an elder thing's ability to fly in outer space does not allow it to reach unusually high speeds. 
In Elder Think That Wish of the Travel Planet, the planet typically calculates that distance and then hibernates for the majority of the journey, relying on momentum and inertia to carry it to its destination while it slumbers along the way. And then hibernation. It can enter hibernation at will. Doing so takes one minute. While in this state, it can take no action and is effectively helpless. In this state, it does not eat or drink nor age. If it is jostled or damaged, it can attempt a will save to wake up within 2d4 rounds. Otherwise, it takes 1d4 days. It can also preset the length of its hibernation. And when using this at time of this manner, it only needs 1d3 rounds to rouse itself with no will saving throw. And then we all know what the phrase amphibious and no breath mean. Yes. Which... Shout out to the fact that it's amphibious, like but it doesn't breathe, need to breathe. They would have a little bit of trouble in the vacuum of space, but you know. Yeah, but also they're amphibious, which means they can breathe underwater, but despite not needing to breathe. They can, but they don't have. To. And then they start speaking in a weird, fucked up language. What fucked up language do they know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Aklo. <laughs> it's probably Aklo. So you guys, oh no, they speak Elder Thing. Only Elder Thing. They have their Declan, do you speak Elder Thing? I don't think so. I don't think so either, because I don't think anyone knew that was a separate language from Aklo. It did not. Was it on the Rosetta Stone door upstairs? It had Possibly. To. Well, that just said, we know how to say warning. We know how to read warning and Elder Thing. Right. You just need to know which rune is Elder Thing. Can I mean, either way, um, can I roll linguistics to try and, like... Uh, you can, but as they see you around the corner, they all pull out their dart guns and point them at you. Whoa, 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 whoa. And all of them drink mutagens. And we'll see you guys next week. Or next episode. (laughs) No. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at at bardungeon on Facebook at facebook.com slash dungeondivebar, and on Tumblr at dungeondivebar.tumblr.com. You can also find more information about us at our link tree, including links to our fan Discord server and Twitch. You can find that at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash dungeondivebar. To hear our episodes a little bit early and get access to some behind-the-scenes extras, Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeondivebar. A very special thank you to our middle shelf and top shelf patrons. Happy Cyclops, Jacob, Mirror Wolf, 22 Plus, and Bellandora. Thanks, and see you at the bar.